it's fantastic that we could be here all together today to testify and witness that God is at work. And that story of Jesus continuing to call people to follow him is still carrying on thousands and thousands of years. I know when we read in the scriptures, we remember that actually Jesus came to this earth and he asked people to follow him. And before he was departing, departing this earth, he said, actually, I want for you to go and make more followers of me. And what Lucy has done today is the continuation of God's story of salvation and calling people to himself. Um, as I was preparing for today's message, and there is a, a story that I wanted to connect with you, Lucy, because um, it's been fantastic to see God at work. As a church, we've prayed that through our ministries of preschool, daytime activities, cafe and stuff, that we've been spending lots of time and lots of resources and lots of prayer for the last 10, 12 years. Uh, preschool is much longer than that. That we, we just see fruit. And I think, actually, what's happened today is what we're all about. What's happened today is what we want to celebrate God doing in our midst. Because, actually, Lucy has come as part of what we're trying to do, to outreach, to, 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 to tell people that, actually, this is more than just a church that opens up the doors for cafe and preschool. We want to see people come to Christ and embrace Him. And what you've done today, it's fantastic. It's great because it's a decision that God is honoring you, but also it's, it's an affirmation of God's over your life, but also it's an affirmation of God's over our life as, as a community here. And I was thinking... Uh, of the story of Lydia. We're not going to stop there, but there is, there is a moment there that I love about uh, Lydia's story. If you open your Bibles in Acts chapter 16, uh, we're going to, to look only one verse of what happened to Lydia. Um, actually, the book of Acts, it's a book where God is acting. The disciples have taken on board what Jesus has said to go and make more disciples. And crazy stuff is happening in the book of Acts. Because God is on the move. And people are coming. And God is using his people then to bring more people to, to, to himself. And interestingly enough, sometimes God is stopping his disciples to go and preach the gospel. Until time comes for them to go forward again. So in that sense, that's what's happening here in uh, Acts 16. Um, the disciples have not been allowed, Paul has not been allowed to go and preach there, but they've had a vision to go and preach the gospel in Macedonia. And on the way to Macedonia, they just come out, um, if you go to verse 11, uh, they go out to um, a city, which is a Roman uh, colony called Philippi, and then which was again the district of, of Macedonia. And there they meet a lady whose name was Lydia. She was a businesswoman. She had gone outside of the city to go and find a place of prayer. And we sat down, says Paul, sorry, on the Sabbath, 
verse 13, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Tyatira, who was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. And this is special. This is what I want to stop uh, for a few moments here. When we see that God opened her heart, opened Lydia's heart, to respond to the message that they've been preaching for, for a long time. And Lucy, I just want to bring that in the picture because you said that you've been coming here for the last 18 months. And again, I think it's great that you've come to that decision today. But also, we need to recognize that God is at work in everybody's life. And as I said in the beginning, we are all in a journey. We're all in a journey. And I don't know where you stand today, for some of you. I don't know what, what you think of the baptism for those that are visiting today. But we are all in a journey. And we worship something. And it's very interesting to see here that Lydia is a worshipper of God. And in her pursuit of God, Paul reveals something from God's word to her that requires a response. And she takes it on board. God opens her heart and Lydia responds to the message. Because all that they've been doing until now, the disciples, they've been preaching a message to turn from their ways that they've been walking although they thought that they were a religious country and very pious and keeping all the stuff. But what they've been talking in the book of Acts is that actually this is not the right way to please God. You come to God through Jesus. You repent of your old ways. You encounter Jesus and you say, actually what Lucy said, He is my Lord and my Savior. And therefore I no longer live for myself, for my old, way, old ways, for my Jewish heritage, what is going on here, or the Greek heritage, for more, more, uh, to be more precise. But I'm living now for something that is bigger. And God opens the heart to that place of response. And I just wanted to, to, to stop here for a moment and say that actually... In the same way that God was seeking out for Lydia and reaching out to her, the same way God is reaching out to us today. And He is opening us or giving us the opportunity that we can come with an open heart and respond to Him. He's calling us to follow Him. We sang a song earlier on which is it's gone down. It's okay. We'll, we'll fix it later on. Um, we, 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 we sang a song earlier on about all that I have. And I think that's what Jesus is asking here. That as we, as a church, go through the series of being disciples, the apprentices of Jesus, basically, we want to, 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 to come to that place that actually, Jesus, we trust you. 
And we're going to respond to what you say. We're going to respond in obedience to what you say. Because the mark of a disciple is that you obey the master. And therefore, Lydia could respond in such a way. Because she had come to that place of recognizing that actually it's much more than being a worshipper of God's. I want to respond to this. And look what happens there. After she responded to the message that Paul had preached there, the Lord opened her heart, and then she and her members of her household were baptized. There was the immediate response that God was at work in her life in such a way that opened her heart, and she says, the only way that I can show that I'm in allegiance now with God is by being baptized. By recognizing that through the waters of baptism, I am dying with Christ. I no longer live for myself. And I'm choosing to live for Him. And that's why we say that the baptism is a sign of a new life. It's a sign of new hope because I will no longer hope on my own abilities. But it's a little bit of that passage that Mark read earlier on, that God's weakness is stronger than the most powerful human strength. God's foolishness is, is much, much greater than the man's wisest thing. So where our abilities stop, there is a big gap, and God's abilities start. And that's why we're saying that being, going through the waters of baptism is a sign of a new hope. Because you are no longer existing because you're able to and you're capable. Yes, we know that. But there is much more to that, isn't it, Lucy? And it's this hope that Jesus gives. And Jesus gives hope only because he has accomplished something. Because he is the only one who is the giver of this hope. He gives hope because he went to the cross to die for ourselves. And the hope begins when Jesus defeats death once and forever and he says this is the new hope this is new hope that you can embrace and we said also that it's not only a sign of new life it's not only a sign of new hope but it's also a sign of the new family now I was going to put a powerpoint slide but I'm not if we open our bibles to Galatians chapter 4 sorry yeah, chapter 3, but it's, it's verses 26 to 29 in continuation with chapter 4. And what's going on here is that these guys, they've embraced what God has done. They've embraced this new life, new hope that Jesus has given them. And then they think, well, but actually being Jewish is a bit more safer. So we, we want a little bit of Jewishness in our approach to God. 
And then the beginning of chapter 3 of Galatians starts, Paul is very harsh with them. You foolish Galatians, you started with the spirit and now you want to go again on your own capabilities. But then is this wonderful two verses or three verses. Verse 26. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all who you were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. They neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seeds, as according to the promise that he has given to Abraham. And you carry on with chapter 4, and I want to stop at verse 4 till um, 6. When the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the full rights of sons and daughters. Because you are sons and daughters, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a son. And since you're a son of God, God has made you an heir. And this is the beauty that comes with that package when we put our faith in Christ Jesus. Yes, there is new life. Yes, there is new hope. But there is a new family. And we were talking with Lucy um, during our baptism uh, class or times that we spend on scriptures to, to think a little bit that in God's economy we don't get a say in who becomes our brother and sister in Christ. And that's that's the beauty then, and that's the challenge, and that's the most interesting thing of being part of God's family. Because actually, yes, we do become sons and daughters, and we become heirs of what God has given us. But our sonship and daughtership is only tested and proved in the way that we look after one another, in the way that we take care of one another. So, in one sense, this is a, a, a call, a challenge for us all, that in, in us having people who come and declare that they want to move on with Jesus, that they want to be disciples, that they want to show that they are disciples by going through the waters of baptism, it is our responsibility, and it is our calling, actually, to continue to be brothers and sisters and look after And I think the danger is that Lucy comes, she's baptized, we've ticked the box, we've got one baptism in July, and we stop here. But I think the challenge for us is that how do we walk the journey? Because I think this is a good reminder of our own story of salvation and our commitment to Christ. And our commitment to one another. Lucy, we just want to bless you today, really. 
And um, we want to encourage you to continue your journey of faith with the same passion and with the same excitement that you've got now. And also, we want to encourage you to continue to share about your faith with those who come through these doors. Lucy is very brave during the week to talk to to people about what's going on here. But we want to affirm you and encourage you. But brothers and sisters, church here, I want to encourage you as well that somehow we find ways of encouraging one another because we have, for those of us who have made this decision and gone down this journey, we need that encouragement. And let us not forget that we have this signs of new hope, new life and new family only because of what Jesus has done for us and what he has given us as heirs and sons and daughters is his spirit and we cannot do it without his spirit so I really wanted to encourage you today I really wanted to encourage Lucy and I wanted to celebrate the fact that God is at work here and he wants us to be expecting for more for what he's about to bring in the future let's pray together We recognize, Father God, that we are on holy ground because your presence is here. Your people are gathered in your name and your word says that when two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. And today we acknowledge the fact that you have called us to be your daughters and your sons. And you've given us that new life and new hope in Jesus Christ. To which we are gratefully saying to you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Lord Jesus, who regardless how we are, regardless how we look before him, he loves us so much that he went to the cross and died in our place. Thank you that he was buried and thank you that on the third day he was resurrected. So we can come to that place and say, God, we can't do it on ourselves. But we want to trust you with all we have, with all our life. Because like Peter, the apostle says, Jesus, we have nowhere else to go. You are the one who holds the words of eternal life. And that's what we come for to you, Lord. For that life that is abundant and is eternal in you. Help us, Lord, to remember today the way that you have saved us, the way that you have helped us to come thus far in our journey with you, And I pray, Lord Jesus, that the promises that we've been given from your word will be coming afresh to us today over our lives. Thank you for this church. Thank you for our church family. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that we still keep you at the center and long for your Holy Spirit to be at work 
daily in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.